Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. So let us know what you're thinking about, what's crossing your mind now that the summer is in full flow. And of course, when summer is in full flow, we're on the countdown to the 11th night. And it's rarely free of controversy. Uh, in the headlines, for three different reasons uh, over the weekend, a leisure centre in East Belfast closed after its entrance was barricaded by men who were behaving in a threatening way to staff. Now, this is a leisure centre where they have a an 11th night bonfire actually within the grounds of the leisure centre and it's, it's a loyalist bonfire it's been built in the leisure centre's car park we've also pictures obviously over the weekend you've seen them in the, in the, the news of uh, masked men these men masked because they needed to protect their identity these are legitimate employers who have been hired by the PSNI to remove tyres to uh, I suppose secure the health and well-being of the residents of the east of the city and then of course across in Portadown we have a letter being issued to some elderly people, to some people who would be vulnerable, people who would be living in those uh, flats in the Cochrane uh, area and uh, of uh, Portadown and it's, uh, you know, it's it's a letter that uh, makes interesting, interesting reading. It says, uh, Dear Tenant, this is from the Housing Association, we are writing to advise you that although the bonfire adjacent to your property is located on council property. The council have written to us to advise that the construction of the bonfire has not been organised and is not being managed by the council and the activity has been undertaken without the permission, authority or consent of the council. That's quite a long letter, but then this is the, the bit towards the end. These are people who are trying to enjoy the, the fruits of their labour, the, the living in their own home. It says, we strongly recommend that you accept the offer of temporary accommodation at Armagh City Youth Hostel, 45 Abbey Street, Armagh. Rooms are available on the 10th of July from 4.30pm and checkout is at half 10 on the 11th of uh, before uh, 10.30 on the 11th of July. I'm slightly surprised. I must look into that in more detail. Why would you be coming out before you light the fire? I'm not sure about that line, if that's uh, correct there. But the point is, they are offering, they are offering accommodation to the residents who will be moving away from their homes because a bonfire 
is threatening their building and they're not safe. So how much of a, a known goal really is all of this from those who have advocated on this programme many times that uh, bonfires are to be understood, bonfires are to be embraced, bonfires are to be accepted and bonfires are part of the culture of this country, certainly the culture of the Protestant Unionist Loyalist population. I want to speak to one of our public representatives, Seamus DeFeta from the SDLP. Um, Seamus, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Seamus, what do you make, first of all, of your area, East Belfast and Avenil and tyres at London Street and all of that? Well, I think, first of all, uh, Frank, it's very depressing. Uh, we have another summer uh, where these issues continue to dominate uh, the headlines because of the behaviour of a very small minority of people uh, who uh, are intent on either uh, causing trouble uh, or resisting uh, any attempt to make sure that they stay within the law. Uh, and I think in the context of our kind of wider uh, political climate at the moment, that, that's very depressing. There are uh, a lot of very serious issues that we should be spending our time focusing on. Uh, but instead, uh, we are having to deal uh, with, as I said, the behaviour of a small minority uh, of people who are intent uh, on creating trouble uh, and placing themselves above the law. What can be done to get the message across to this minority of people? Because it needs to be emphasised, it is a minority of people. The majority of those who will be... <sighs> Embracing or enjoying a bonfire, the majority of those people will be organising their event properly, they'll be thinking about their own community, they'll be embracing the culture that they richly believe in, and most people in the area will generally have a, have a good time. How, how do you get the message across to, to the other ones? Well, I think it starts with a very clear political uh, unanimity on this issue. I've been glad to see uh, both DUP MPs in, in East Belfast and South Belfast come out and make it clear that they're opposed to the to criminality. Uh, I made it very clear that uh, I was glad to see Emma Pengelly come out and condemn the fact that tyres have been placed on bonfires uh, in South Belfast. Uh, we know the severe health implication of burning tyres and burning rubber uh, and what that means for local people, in particular for young people uh, whose lungs are still developing, uh, that is a severe public health concern uh, and should rightly be condemned. But but it, all of this does start from having all political leaders uh, in the same position as saying that criminality is wrong, that thuggish behaviour is wrong, that a threat to public health is wrong, uh, and that we offer our support to council and the PSNI uh, and in the other agencies that are doing what they can to, to tackle these issues. And should there be a bonfire on the council property that is the car park at Avenue Leisure Centre? I, I have deep concerns about that, um, you know, largely from uh, the point of view of safety of council facilities and our staff and our service users, uh, and also in, in terms of the the cost of cleanup. Uh, and it's clear that this year there, there is now an issue about uh, our access to council-owned property and facilities. Uh, but uh, as I said, a small number of people uh, have made it intent uh, that they uh, wish to control the area or location uh, around the bonfire and prevent anybody from coming in and doing their job or accessing the services that they pay the export.
And I know it's not your area, but we've had examples of it in Belfast last the last couple of years, people having to move out of their houses and their houses being boarded up. And now we have a letter imported down from the Housing Association advising some elderly and infirm people that they'd need to go to a youth hostel to be away from the burning of the bonfire, which is very close to their flats. It's a towering bonfire, exceptionally close to, to, the, to the flats. What's your reaction to the idea that people have to up sticks and go because someone wants to burn pallets? Well, let's put this in context. Uh, The analysis uh, being discussed this morning which suggests that the Northern Ireland Housing Executive has a £140 million shortfall uh, when it comes to both new builds and repairs. Uh, Why is it acceptable that in that context uh, someone's home uh, should be put under threat uh, and put in a position where uh, it could be damaged, uh, whether that is repairable or irreparable, uh, but that financial burden is placed on the him or on the housing executive or the housing association uh, because of a bonfire. I don't think that's acceptable. I don't think it's reasonable, and I don't think the majority of people think it's acceptable or reasonable that anybody should be put in that position. Uh, and, and it gives, I think, a clear indication that there is a need uh, for a, a regulation as to where uh, a bonfire can be in terms of proximity from uh, a property in a person's home or a business. Uh, we have some very good examples uh, in other parts of the city where bonfires are well regulated, well maintained, they are, they are bought into the bonfire management scheme in Belfast City Council. It has become uh, you know, a source of pride for local communities that they are able to create a family-friendly atmosphere and environment uh, that doesn't involve any of the problematic issues that we have in other places in the city around bonfires being too close to property or businesses uh, or involved in sectarian burning of effigies or anything else like that or antisocial behaviour. Those efforts should be rightly recognised in comparison to uh, those who set out to put themselves above the law. Seamus Defeta of the SDLP, thank you. Do you agree with what he's saying? Do let us know. 02890 So text and emails coming in on the back of Seamus Defeta speaking to us earlier about the bonfires, particularly in East Belfast. You're also remarking on that bonfire in Portadown as well. Let me speak to one of the Loyalist representatives, uh, writer Jimmy Bryson. Jimmy, good morning. Hi, yeah. Hi, Frank. Uh, uh, Jamie, what, what can be done to get the message across to the bonfire builders in East Belfast that they're going to have to play to tighter yeah. rules than they're playing to at the moment? Well, what doesn't need to be done is, is sending in mass mercenaries aided by the PSNI in such a confrontational and aggressive approach, especially in circumstances whereby there was already voluntary agreement uh, with the young bonfire builders that tires uh, could be lifted and actually the young lads had, had said if the council van had a community would have helped them uh, put, put, put the tires on and let them, them take it away. So there was no need for yesterday's uh, extremely aggressive and provocative action, which ultimately I think was actually designed to try and draw loyalism into a confrontation uh, with the PSNI uh, and frankly Royalism didn't uh, fall into that trap and instead worked with the PSNI to try and defuse what was an incredibly uh, tense, uh, an incredibly tense uh, situation in that particular community. Do you really think that? Because you have the police, they've, yes, got, to, they've got to get rid of the tyres. The, the ch- 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Chances of, you know, a bunch of young lads from East Belfast being able to properly dispose of hundreds of tires is highly... It's highly unlikely. But, but, ju- but just but let me fin- finish the point, Jamie. So the police decide that the, the tires have to be removed. The, the, the council are insisting on them being removed. The police cannot send in guys who are going to remove the tires without masking them they've got to be masked or, or or the chances are their own homes would be targeted as a result of it so common sense suggests you go in with a low loader you take the stuff away no harm's done to anyone and there's a clean bonfire now as opposed to a polluted one well, i can't think of a better way to do this well can you not can you not? You're genuinely telling me that you think masked men being sent into a community with a large amount of PSNI is the best way to do things. There could have been absolute chaos there yesterday, and if not for the fact that a number of loyalists were on the scene, were on the ground, working with PSNI, and go and ask the police, and I think the police will confirm this, loyalists worked incredibly hard to defuse what was a tense situation which could have very easily got out of hand. And look, there's nobody more critical of the PSNI. I'm no friend of the PSNI, but to be fair to them, I do not believe that they want to be stuck in this, this situation. I don't believe that this is the police want to end up here. They are being used as tools of what is essentially a nationalist dominated Belfast City Council. They are being left in a situation where they're having to go in on the front line of this, put their officers on the front line, uh, and, and while this, uh, you know, a bonfire is tipped over within a unionist community with the potential uh, then for disorder uh, flowing from that 
thankfully that didn't happen and loyalists worked uh, to, to defuse that. But you have that situation and what I ultimately think what the objective here is of the Nationalist Council is not to draw loyalists into a confrontation with the PSNI if the disorders was they can then further criminalise and dehumanise that community. That's what we're working to avoid but I think Belfast City Council really need to step back and think about what they're doing here and for whose agenda they're actually working. So what was the disposal process that these young loyalists were going to follow to get rid of the tires well had the kind it was, it was already voluntarily agreed on thursday evening if the council had a command with their own van that the, the tires could have been they were sitting they could have been loaded on and taken away with no issue no issue the, the young bonfire builders had agreed to that nobody is arguing for tires and bonfires that's not the position of these belfast cultural collective uh, nobody is saying that that's a good thing nobody is standing over the burning of tires but it's all well and good people taking to social media on, on Twitter pontificating and what should happen and shouldn't happen. It's a lot more difficult whenever you're trying to work with the, the hardest to reach young people, people who have been disenfranchised, people who are essentially left behind, and this is all they have in their lives. Uh, they have no diversionary activities, they have no uh, good facilities within their community, and this is what they do every year. The notion that these young lads get up and decide, right, I want to burn these tires because I want to, uh, I want to harm my own community is nonsense. This is an act of defiance by these young people. It is not the best way to do things. It is not an ideal situation, but they need that to be explained to them. There needs to be education. There needs to be diversionary activities to encourage them of a better way of doing things. And sending in mass people is absolutely not the way to do it. And I think Belfast City Council really need to take a step back and think about what, they, what harm they're doing uh, to this particular, these particular communities in loyalist areas. Yeah, you mentioned diversionary activities. They have a fine venue for diversionary activity at Avenue Leisure Centre, and yet and all the staff there are intimidated out of their workplace by the very same well, people who build these bonfires. Well, that's not true, and I'll give you the context of what happened yesterday. So a number of loyalists, we became aware at 6.45 in the morning that this, these mad men uh, were coming in to take the bonfire. At that stage, a large crowd of young people, very angry, had gathered. Uh, loyalists arrived on the scene. Uh, we tried to defuse that situation, but while that was ongoing, rumours then started to spread across social media that the police were moving in to knock down Avenue bonfire, at which point a number of these angry young people jumped in cars and went to Avenue. Now, when they went to Avenue, what they'd done was they locked the gate. Now, was that the most appropriate way to deal with things? No, it absolutely was not. But these were angry young people who were frightened that there was going to be a return of the scenes a year before when there was vast amount of, of police and masked men moved into the bonfire. So they went and they locked the gate. My information, and what the young lads have told me, is they did not threaten or intimidate anybody. Within a very short period of time, some of the older uh, loyalists who were around at, at uh, Ravenhill became aware of this, went round to Avenue. The gate was then opened. There was absolutely no issue. And they, I, I spoke to the representatives of that particular bonfire this morning, and they have asked me to make it very clear publicly that they want to see the community ledger centre open. There's absolutely no threats or intimidation towards anybody. Nobody should be or will be uh, obstructed going into their ledger centre, and they want to see it open today. And I also think there's an onus on, you know, it was the SDLP that stirred all this up uh, for political purposes around Avenue Ledger Centre, and I think they need to put the evidence on the table of who exactly was threatened or intimidated. It's accepted the gate was closed. It's accepted that that wasn't the ideal response uh, from the young people, but it was also rectified very, very quickly. Uh, and it's been made very clear now there are no threats or intimidation against 
anybody. So anybody that's saying that people are being threatened and intimidated, they need to put their money where their mouth is and come forward and tell us exactly who is doing this threatening and intimidation because the bonfire builders are very clear there's no threats and there's no intimidation but, and they but, want to see their community ledger centre open. But really, Jimmy, what, what you're suggesting is that people who are prepared to put tires in their bonfire and smoke out their own neighbours, the same people <laughs> who are prepared to lock a leisure centre, close down a leisure centre to protect their bonfire which has been built on leisure centre grounds, those same people, if you make an appointment with them and you send round a council van, they'll actually assist in the removal of the offending materials. It doesn't add up. Well, that, that's what was agreed at, at the, the, the bonfire that was, was targeted yesterday. That, that's the approach that was agreed uh, and the council chose uh, not to do that. Uh, and again, why, why, why does it not add up? It only doesn't add up if you look at it through the prison of the dehumanisation of these young people that they are some kind of wild animals. Uh, that is not the case. These people are being misrepresented in the media. They're angry young people. Do they always express their culture in the most positive manner? No, they don't. And that requires work and that requires education and that requires diversion activities for the young people. But these young lads are angry. They feel as if their culture is under attack. And quite often these things... Uh, or, or, or what they essentially are is they are an act of defiance, a way in their mind uh, to hit back, a misguided way, but a way to hit back against what they feel is a continuous attack on their community and on them and the constant dehumanisation of them and the language that you used around them, uh, as I say, as if they're some kind of wild animals that you couldn't go and speak to them and have the tires lifted. That's just quite simply not true. Uh, and I think these young people need help, they need assistance. Uh, and, and, and they need they need they need people to do all all they can to give them opportunities and to help them. Now I know Portadown isn't your bailiwick, but it is part of Northern Ireland, and elderly and infirm people are being advised to move to Armagh City Youth Hostel for a couple of nights, uh, starting at four thirty p.m. on the on the tenth of July, because. Quote, we are writing to advise you that although the bonfire adjacent to your property is located on council-owned property, the council have written to advise us that the construction of the bonfire has not been organised and is not being managed by the council and the activity has been undertaken without permission, authority or consent of the council. And it goes on to say there is a risk of serious health damage and serious risk to your property, we advise you to move to this youth hostel. Now, there's a picture of the bonfire towering against the, the, the flats. Surely the like of that has to be condemned. Well, look, I don't, I don't live in Portadown. Uh, I, I know, but you don't live in East Belfast either, Jamie. You know, you can, you can, you can, speak, for, you can speak for loyalism. I, I can I can I can speak for the bonfires in East Belfast because I've been asked to do so by those thirteen bonfires as part of the cultural collective group. I haven't been asked to speak on behalf of any bonfires in Portadown. I'm not aware of the circumstances of that. On a general on a general point, uh, do I think that it's helpful that people within our own community would have to move out of their homes? Uh, well, no, I absolutely do not, and I think that should be avoided uh, at all costs because ultimately we want bonfires to be. Uh, when I say we, I mean loyalism corporately should want bonfires to be a, a celebration of unionist culture that, that can enjoy the support of the entire unionist community. And I think if, if, if uh, members of our own community are being alienated or their property is being placed at risk, then, then I don't think that that, that, is, that is positive. But as I say, I don't live in Portadown. I'm not particularly aware of this situation. I was up some 6.45 yesterday. 
uh, unspent my entire day in relation to two, two bonfires in East Belfast. So all I actually know about this Portadown incident is something I believe they had on the Sunday night. Uh, so, so beyond that, I don't know a whole lot about it. Yeah, but you make it sound like as if it's 100 miles away. The reality is it's as close to you as East Belfast is uh, because you're a man from way down in the heart of County Down. Donegade to Portadown is as close as Donegade to East Belfast. Well, if you were judging it on smoke coming towards you from a pollutant bonfire. Oh, right. I see. Well, as I already made the point to you, I've been asked to speak uh, on behalf of, of those particular 13 bonfires in the cultural collective. Nobody has asked me to speak on behalf of, of bonfires in Portadown, so I would not presume to do so. It's, it's not my place. Uh, and what I would say is that to people in Portadown, I would encourage them to, to, to speak for themselves and, and to come out and to put that argument uh, across. I think if you're going to do, if you're going to do something, uh, if you're going to celebrate your culture and particular way, then I think you should be able to articulate that, uh, explain that and stand over that in the public domain. So I would encourage those people to identify a spokesperson themselves in their own particular community and put that spokesperson forward to to address any issues uh, or, or concerns that people may have. Okay, Jimmy Bryson, uh, thank you very much indeed. We're heading towards the news now. Hi, hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.